What's up, Banana Bunch? Mark here with another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I've got a real fun one for you today, but you know the drill. Before we dive in, I love to ask for your help. So, if you're enjoying the show, it would be amazing if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's hugely helpful to both my and the show's success. Now, I set a goal of getting 100 reviews by Christmas, and thanks to everyone who's already reviewed, we just broke the 50% marker, and I think that's awesome. I truly appreciate everyone who's done it already. Now, if you want to just reach out and talk to me, hit me up with an email at podcast at But wait, maybe you want to actually talk to me. Great, now you can. Check it out. You can leave me a voicemail at area code 513-674-6855. And that's country code one if you're dialing from outside of the U.S. Send me something fun and I'll play it on the show. This is how I get my feedback and actually shape the content for all of you. So, what's on the menu for the jungle today? Well, it's November now, so I got to watch them start building our giant gingerbread house in the Fairfield store today, so make sure you check out our social media pages for some videos of that. But, on this episode, we've got an equally cool thing happening. That's cutting the big cheese at the Eastgate store. Yeah, that's right. We're talking 727 pounds of provolone to be certain. Then, I'll be joined by Farmer Nate of Farmer Nate Sauces to try out some locally grown and locally created hot sauces. Here's a spoiler, they're awesome. Lastly, I heard a rumor we may hear, it's probably some way off beeping of a Segway rolling in to deliver us some more behind the scenes information towards the end of the show too, so make sure you stick around for the whole thing. Before we get all that underway, though, I wanted to drop another announcement on the Sam Adams Utopia raffle. So visit junglegyms.com slash sign up and join our brew crew email so that you can get alerts on when it's time to get your raffle ticket to purchase the Sam Adams Utopia beer. I'll be visited by beer expert Ferdinand again next week to talk about this in detail, but I wanted to keep bringing it up on the show until someone buys it and then lets me try a sip. Is that self-serving? No, you're going to serve it to me. Perfect. Okay, okay. So, I went out on location (laughs) this week to the Eastgate store to do two interviews with our cheese peeps over there, Jake and Summer. While you can catch some portions of this on YouTube, and of course, I highly recommend you subscribe to us on YouTube as I'd love this show to eventually be a full-on video as well, I definitely got a chance to chat with them there. So Jake's up first, but before you wrinkle up your nose, know that it is nearly impossible for me to drag the entire physical studio from the Fairfield store into the Eastgate store. So the point is you're gonna hear some ambient noise and that sort of thing, maybe a slight reduction in audio quality. It's not like I'm whispering into your ears like I do here directly into your brain, but I just wanted to set your expectations properly. Anyway, I'd like you to meet Jake. Eastgate cheese purveyor. All right, Jake, we cut the cheese today. Yes, we did. Uh, that was wild. How often do you get to do that? About every two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I don't even know what to ask about it besides, like, <laughs> it was a giant provolone we cut, yes. right? So how does this all happen? Like, So we just wanted to do something unique with the cheese shop, mm-hmm. and what's more new, unique than having something that big yeah. to display? It's the centerpiece of our shop. 
Yeah, so. I mean, you don't go to many stores to see a 700 pound plus right. piece of anything. Right. So, like, that's the thing I always say about the job is like, how many other people were doing that today in the world? No, uh, literally, probably like <laughs> there was two. four of us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's so crazy. What a cool experience. Right. Though, right. Right. Uh, is this the so is it always provolone? Have you done other cheeses in the past? Uh, we did cheddar when this store first opened up uh, okay. about nine years ago. Yeah. We started out with a 7,000 pound cheddar, and then we did a second one that was 4,000 pounds. And Four, those were both uh, That's fun. insane. Oh my gosh. I'm getting 4,000, 7,000 pounds especially. Yeah, I'm just like, I can't even imagine. Unwieldy to be. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm glad we've gone to a much more manageable <laughs> 700 something. <laughs> Classic Jungle Gyms. Right. So... Walking through one of your days here, like what, what's the day in the uh, cheese life? Uh, so when I come in, I always try to take a look at my floor, see what needs done. Mm-hmm. I check in with my people, see how they're doing. Yeah. Um, we kind of, I'd like to make it fun. It's like, we are going to, yeah, we're going to sell some cheese and stuff, but back here, I like to think we're a little family. Yeah. So. I got that vibe just hanging yeah. out with you guys a little bit, but there's clearly some camaraderie there. It, it's nice because we're, we're insulated in a way because it is a specialty thing that. Right. No, I mean, there's not really many other people that do it. Yeah. So, how'd you get into this? Were you like cheese passionate forever? Or? Uh, no. So I had no cheese knowledge before I started here. Mm-hmm. I had just moved back from New Jersey, and just needed a job. Was starting cool. school back, and got hired in the cheese shop. Started out part time, and That's then awesome. three years ago, took over. No kidding. So it clearly became a passion. I yeah, guess. yeah. I mean, it's I, to me, it's it's edible art. Oh, like, I love that. We're selling people's passion. Yeah, this is their passion project. We well, get to give it to everyone. And aren't there occasionally some carvings in there, like literal edible? Yeah, art yeah, they do. Uh, the lady that does those at the Cheese Fest, they get to keep those in the Fairfield, and they look super cool. Oh, I wasn't sure if that was in both stores or not. That's so cool. Yeah, right. Well, I'll, I'll make that happen. We'll here steal here, one here, from folks. there. Sounds good. I got the key. I love a good heist, so I'd really like to be a part of that. Why not? You're more on the vendor side, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've only done the retail side of it okay. for this whole time. So, so what's that like? Like, what is the retail side of cheese like? I mean, are you out there tasting new cheeses and going, "Oh this yeah, is what yeah, yeah. Be in like, there. That's my oh. that's my favorite part. Like, and then showing people, like, yeah, they might have had like their typical blue cheese, but let me show you this one, and then let me show you this one that you've never heard of. Cool. So, kind of opening people's eyes to how much variety there is. Absolutely. So. Have you found any particular like uh, I wouldn't say weird in a bad way, but like different cheeses that you want oh, yeah, to yeah. love or um, turn people onto? I mean, when I first started, I didn't like blue cheese, but then it's turned. It's so complex. It looks beautiful. Yeah. You get so many different flavors with it. It's amazing. It looks like mining gemstones. To right. Me right. Way. I know that's like silly, no, but no. I also love blue cheese. So yeah. that's so cool. Ah, uh, so really into blue cheese. Are there any like weird, like odd, different cheeses that you think oh, would be like yeah, yeah. purely just a jungle thing? That uh, I we have find? we have camel's milk cheese. Whoa! Yeah, what's that? So like? it's a camel's milk feta. It's super, super creamy. Really? Yeah. Nothing oh. funky to it at all. It's no. just super, super yummy. I've not had any product of camel at all, so <laughs> I feel like I need to try this now. That'll be the next episode. It's just you and I eating just odd animal milk cheese. Jar of camel milk feta. I'm here for it, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Up next, I got to chat with Summer, also part of the cheese team over at Eastgate, but Summer has a background in cheese making, and I got to learn a little bit about that whole process, and I thought in turn, I would teach you all about it, so here's Summer. All right, Summer. So what's up? Hello. This is the worst part of every interview, is the pretend pre-roll part. Okay, so as I understand it, you know, obviously we've been cutting the big cheese today, but I, you made the mistake of telling me that you have cheese making knowledge. So what does that mean? Like, how do you make a piece of cheese? Um, So I was actually an apprentice cheese maker at a a local creamery for about a year and a half. Okay. And to make 
pretty much any cheese, all you need is four ingredients to okay. start with, which is milk, uh, coagulant, your cultures, which is like your bacteria, mm-hmm. and salt. That's it. Um, so like to make the different kinds of cheese, that's where aging comes in, uh, what kind of cultures you use in the cheese, how you salt it. Some cheeses are just like once the cheese is, the wheel is made, you can either brine it or you just rub salt on it. So like really to make the different types of cheese, which there are thousands of different right. types of cheese, all stemming from four ingredients, which That's is crazy. amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just the different, very minute differences yeah. to make them. Little subtle flavors here or there to yeah, shape it yeah, just yeah. a little bit. You mentioned the cheese wheel. I've always wanted to ask this question. Why a wheel shape? Like, is there any rhyme or reason to that? Um, not, I mean, not really. Tradition, okay. I guess. Like, so... The Nobody b- wanted to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm fired. Um, the, <laughs> I think, like, one of the, like, off the top of my head, a thing that makes me think of why a wheel is easier is because... The way we would press, we would put the curds in our molds, and then we'd put a top on the mold, and then we would actually put it in a hydraulic press. Whoa. And what that does is squeeze all the extra whey out, and it makes the curds, like the proteins, basically reform into your wheel of cheese. Okay. Um, and without, if it was like a square, it wouldn't flow as easily sure. when they're all getting pressed together. I right. mean, that's like... So really, it's a giant Just, conspiracy from the big cheese press. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, of exactly. course. Always somebody. Yeah. Um, what's a day like for you here at the jungle? Oh, at the jungle, I come in. I I'm, I usually open, and right. I do a lot of the ordering. So I'll come in, um, go through our, we call it the cheese Bible. That's okay. where we keep all of our dates of everything we have on the floor. Oh, cool. Um And what we'll do is we'll actually pull items that are dated for the next day. Okay. Which doesn't actually mean it expires. It's just FDA regulations. Sure. Um, That's a whole different show. I feel like we should do it some point. Totally different. I'm real hot on it lately, too. (laughs) It's like, it's not expired yet. Yes, yes. I know way too much about all that. Oh, Um, that'll definitely be another episode (laughs) then. Uh, But... um, We'll mark those items down mm-hmm. to fairly cheap, just so we can, we don't want to loot, like, we don't have any waste, basically. Right. Um, and then we'll go through and recheck items that are going out in a week. And the reason we do that is if we have a, a substantial amount of that item, we'll mark it down while it's still on the floor to like a dollar off. Right, makes sense. And then just either do orders, put away orders, or break down giant whales of cheese. I love it. My favorite one is always going to be Parmesan. It's okay. about 90 pounds. So. Is it the weight that makes you happy, or? No, <laughs> I like, I'm a very visual person. I okay. like immediately seeing the progress that I make. And when you break down like a giant wheel of cheese, you're constantly like, yes, I am doing amazing. <laughs> I felt that way today since you let me use the wire cutter. That was yeah, fun. that's. I always let people try it because it's always what we do is so different and so like 
What's the word? I don't know the word. It's like an old process. Yeah. Um, it goes back hundreds of years. And it's just really cool to experience like the old, like using the wire still. Yeah. Or anything like that. I kind of want to use that to, right. I kind of want to use that to cut more things. Yeah. Like I feel like cakes need that in their life. Yes. 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 They are actually. It's amazing for cake. Yeah. I. I cut a watermelon. Yeah. I'm a soap maker as well, and I use uh, wires for my soap now because it's just so much easier. In a weird way, I kind of feel like soap making and cheese making might be somewhat similar in processes. In In a. In a. In process, yes. Scientifically, no. Sure process yes <laughs> cool. so you came to us from making cheese right i did okay yeah. so what what was a day like making cheese making cheese yeah. was those days could we started at 5 a.m and that i'm could, already tapped out yeah <laughs> right uh i wake up I'd at the crack of noon yep i would stop at mcdonald's and get a very large coffee every morning <laughs> <laughs> um but um we would go in and we pasteurized our own milk. What that is, is it's basically killing all of the bacteria that could potentially be in the milk already. Um, that could be bad or what have you. This kills all that. So what you wanna do is you heat the milk to around 145 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you wanna hold it at that temperature for an hour. You can't really drop below that. Okay. Or you don't want it to go above it because you don't want to scold the milk then your cheese would taste like scalded milk. Right. Um, so once the milk is pasteurized, uh, we would then add our cultures, depending on whatever we're making. Right. Um, and we would do like two, I believe around 2,000 pounds of milk. Wow. Yeah. 2,000 pounds of milk, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't even want to know what that looks like. It's insane. Yeah, actually, it's a lie. I, I entirely <laughs> want to know what that looks like. But uh, I actually got to taste the raw milk ones. I am not the biggest fan of just drinking milk. Sure. But it was so sweet and just like decadent. Yeah. It was amazing. Luxury milk. Very, very cool. Yeah, Yeah. it was amazing. (laughs) And we did like, the milk we used was from uh, Jersey cows. Okay. So Jersey cows have a higher fat content than like Holsteeds, which are the breed that like your milk, everyday milk that you drink is sure. from a whole steam. Okay. Um, and then Jersey cows have a much higher fat content, which is more flavor for your cheese. Yeah, sounds good. Um, and then once the cultures had time to like sit and multiply and do their little thing, we would add coagulant, um, which is rennet. Uh, yeah, rennet. It's found in young animals' stomachs, but you can also use a microbial. I hate that word. Microbial. Right. <laughs> Microbial. <laughs> um, rennet, uh, which is like a derivative of plants. Okay. So there is a vegetarian um, rennet. Um, and then you would let that sit. And what that does is it basically jellifies the milk. Like that's cool. what yeah. uh, makes it a little more firm. And that's another one where, depending on the cheese you're making, like if you're making a soft cheese, like say a brie mm-hmm. you want that to be very soft still your curd yeah if you're making like a cheddar you want it to be a super firm curd so once it sits you we had these they were called harps and they were basically strings you'd take it through and you'd cut the curd and then you cook the curd 
so you basically just we had these big paddles that would spin mm -hmm. and then when we heat the bat back up and it would move the curves and that kind of also depends on how long you cook it the temperature depends on what cheese you're making right and then once that's done you drain the whey you pack it all up into the molds and then put it in the press for overnight next morning take it out put it in brine or what have you um, the main difference like so most cheeses are made in a fairly similar fashion uh, cheddar is what is extremely different to really to okay. cheeses and that is because if you've ever eaten like cheese curds yeah that is a cheddar curd okay um, specifically because with cheddar you you like basically you double mill it in a sense okay so you cut the curd after the coagulant cook it and then you um, let it sit and it all like kind of the proteins start to mold back together and then you take a knife and you cut it into these long slabs of curd and then you flip them so they can keep like each side is even mm -hmm. and then you run it through those slabs through what's called a curd mill and that chops them up into like the, the size curds that you eat Perfect. and then you toss them in salt a couple times let, them, let some of the whey drain off and that's when you press those curds into a cheddar truckle okay and that's what the mold's called for wow cheddar. and what was the word again truckle truckle yeah. that's fucked up yeah i'm adding that to the vernacular <laughs> That's amazing. It's a fun word. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, so cheddar was always the most, that was like a 15-hour day sometimes. Oh, it's nice. the most labor-intensive, but it's also the most rewarding because you get to eat it immediately. Right. It's delicious, Good and that's job. when you get the squeak. Oh, yes, the famous yeah, uh, cheese curd squeak. Yeah, yeah. the proteins uh, in your teeth interact. Really? That's why it squeaks. I have no idea. I just thought it was some weird texture thing, but yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Summer. I appreciate it. All right, everyone, say it with me now. Truckle. Yeah, we all got to use truckle all the time now. I'm not really sure how it'll work into the typical sentence, but we'll figure that out after the fact. I love it. Seriously, though, thanks to both of you for your time. And more importantly, thanks for letting me sample a little bite of the cheese. You know, it was much better than I had heard it was. And I'm uh, really glad I got to be a part of that. Huge fan of the Eastgate team, too. And if you're listening going, I want to try the cheese, I want to be like Mark, I would like to eat an absurd amount of dairy products. We are indeed selling blocks of the big cheese over at Eastgate now. So go ahead over there and get some while supplies last. So our next guest apparently lives really close to me, which I'm starting to find is a bit of a trend and maybe a little disconcerting. <laughs> but we met through some mutual friends on social and I found out that we were about to carry his hot sauces. Now, I'm not like one of those diehard crazy people about eating hot sauce constantly, but I do enjoy it on food. I found that recently in the world of hot sauce, thanks to the nature of trending social media posts, it became a little less focused on flavor and more about some sort of silly, how hot can it be style contest. However, meeting a guy like Farmer Nate makes me rethink my approach as he's all flavor and texture while still bringing the heat. Well, uh, let's just jump into this, shall we? Uh, joining me in the studio today is Farmer Nate himself of Farmer Nate Sauces. What's up, Nate? Oh, not much. Just uh, 
came to see you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, uh, so we became Facebook friends first, mm -hmm. and then it turned out that you were bringing your sauces to the jungle. So this seemed like a perfect opportunity to yeah. team up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell me a little bit or tell us all really about your sauces. What are we, what, what's the uh, dream here? Um, do you want me to like start from like talk about how I started? Yeah. Or, I'd, lo I'd love to hear it. Tell us everything. Uh, so actually it started during the pandemic. I was in, I live in Covington, Kentucky and, um, I started at urban garden cause we were kind of slow on work and, um, that pretty much just led to another thing. And um, I started making hot sauce because I was trying to figure out how to preserve my peppers. Um, and so I started making hot sauce and uh, I gave it to my friends and they, they loved it. So one thing led to another. I ended up starting working on a farm. Um, so now I'm growing on a 48 acre farm. And uh, I got, I went through the process of like the FDA. It took me nine months to uh, go through all the classes and get the right certifications. Um, so I did all that and now I'm fully legit. I'm growing my own peppers and, uh, yeah, now jungle gems will be the first people to officially carry me. The first well, business. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love to hear that too. And, yeah. I, and I think that ends up being a trend for us that we act as a great launching pad for so many other great talented people. Yeah. So glad to have you part of the family, Nate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now you mentioned the farming thing. Are you, is that in Covington as well? No. So, um, one of my, my old landlord, she eventually became a mentor of mine, um, and she also lived in Covington with her husband, and uh, over the pandemic as well, she bought, they bought a 48-acre farm in Piner, Kentucky. Oh, wow. So they moved from the city to pretty much in the middle of cornfields. <laughs> Where better yeah. to grow your... Exactly, you know. yeah. <laughs> so they were like, hey, you know, come be a farmhand. Um, you can pretty much grow on any of the you know open fields that you want to so I started off small I well relatively speaking I have started with 100 pepper plants mm -hmm. about 50 by 50 um, foot plot but next year um, I'm starting to uh, figure out the plans to like basically triple that oh wow um, yeah so when I when I started growing this year or this past season I didn't really know what I was doing because I just grew in my backyard and you know um, so I got, ended up getting like 14 different varieties and a lot of those are just kind of sitting in the freezer right now. Cause I don't have any sauce plant, you know, plans for the, uh, any upcoming sauces with those. So I'm going to like narrow that down to, you know, the four or five peppers that I use in my sauce right now. So what are uh, your favorite peppers to use in the sauces? Uh, so if I, I can ask, yeah, absolutely. Course. Yeah. The whole, when I started doing this hot sauce, I, um, really wanted flavor. I didn't really... Obviously, hot sauce, you want it to be hot, um, but I didn't want to sacrifice flavor for heat. So I wanted to get the flavor part down. Uh, so I started with, you know, lower heat peppers like jalapenos. Uh, my hottest one out like right now has habaneros in it, which is pretty much like the normal tolerance. A lot of people, you know, can do habaneros, but not much hotter. Um, so those two are the main ones I'm using right now. And uh, I think that both of those have amazing flavor. Habaneros are very fruity, um, amazing aroma. And then jalapenos are, are just great with pretty much anything. I mean. Oh, yeah. How yeah. could you say no to that? Yeah, a little, exactly. Just a little of that spice on the side, yeah. but not too much either. Right. Yeah. Oh. Just a 
small little pinch of it. Well, know? I love hearing that about not sacrificing flavor for heat because something, you know, I mean, you've seen our hot sauce wall here. Huge. And we have a great variety of things that are all heat or all flavor mm-hmm. or somewhere in between. And I know for me personally, I am always looking for that perfect hot sauce that, yeah, it adds a little heat, but it's also, I'm here for the flavor. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, That's I mean, how it should be, I, I think. You I, know? Th- I think so too. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's that part of me that wants to go the inner 16 year old in me is concerned about eating reaper peppers, but I don't know what that does in real. You know what I mean? Who's who wins the bragging rights. Doesn't even matter. Right. You know, eating a Carolina reaper also will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I never ate a Carolina reaper. I ate a ghost pepper and, uh, it was, the heat was fine, but it, dude, I was down the rest of the day. I could not move. Yeah. Um, I do have plans though for super hot. I'm working on actually. I'm releasing it in November. Um, mm. I'm calling it Farmer's Revenge because <laughs> everyone was telling me, you know, your sauce isn't hot enough. So I wanted to um, make a sauce that pretty much made people regret regret asking that. Um, That's great. Yeah. So that has Carolina Reapers in it, and uh, it also has ghost peppers and scorpions. Oh, nice. Yeah, and but just still like, plenty of flavor. Still I'm sure. Flavor, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you can get through the few drops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need a lot. <laughs> no, not at all. My, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know someone I am for the challenge. One of these days, I'm going to do a hot sauce challenge episode, I think. Yeah, you should. I have I a great contestant. Right. I, I, have, I have a pretty good spice tolerance, but I also recognize as I get older, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go right. down for the whole day. Yeah. You know, that's a... You I, have to really prepare for it. You have to, like... <laughs> Line your stomach with food or peanut butter or whatever. It's a big ordeal, especially um, the older you get. And you peanut butter for real? Is that a thing? So that's um, what was told to me. Oh. So I follow a lot of like spicy eaters on TikTok and okay. YouTube. And um, I chat with some of them sometimes. And that's what their advice was, was line your stomach with peanut butter. And then. No kidding. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I've never heard that. I always hear the milk thing. Yeah. I think milk. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's just going to chill the heat out you know i don't think it's gonna do anything to help your stomach later sure yeah that's and it's wild to think about how there's like an entire industry of people who not just the creators rather but like the people that are like eating it as a flex yeah but that they're just putting themselves through intense gastrointestinal discomfort they're all gonna end up with ulcers i right if (laughs) they don't already have them you know but jokes on them i'm here hitting like on the post so yeah exactly i mean (laughs) It's huge. I'm not real big into TikTok, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, I tried uh, just because you know it's another platform. But there is a huge industry for like spicy eaters. For, I mean, there I follow a couple people. They're all they all call themselves like Spice King or Spice Prince or whatever. Right. And it's always um, some sort of spice related royalty. Yeah. And yeah. they get millions of views. It's crazy. It is wild. I think I want to be the spice baron. I feel like there's not a lot of barons out there anymore. Yeah, I think that'll fit you perfectly. (laughs) Well, Nate, I have this little rapid fire section here, and it's never actually rapid fire. I just threaten it that way. Um, But I like to ask a couple of these questions that are somewhat blanket for any of my outside guests. So if you're good with that, absolutely, they're pretty easy. So is your favorite Jungle Gyms Fairfield or Eastgate? And answer all of these honestly, by the way. Okay. There's no judgment yeah. long term. Um, so honestly, it'd be Eastgate because that one's closer to me, I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's much closer, um, but it is closer. So I feel like I find myself at that store um, a bit more often. So it's easier for me to get around. As to where when I came in here today, I was like, I have no idea <laughs> where I'm at or where I'm going. This store is huge. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm more familiar with Eastgate. 
but I think it. both of them are equally rad. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so much cool stuff in both locations. Yeah, exactly. And as a uh, fellow Northern Kentucky resident as well, I can actually confirm it's about 12 minutes closer to it, Eastgate yeah. from there. It feels a lot closer than that. But, yeah, which yeah. is weird. I, I and you know what's funny is when I went over there, I went over to visit for the first time uh, since yeah. I've been working here anyway, um, because that was formerly my home store, and I kept thinking I was like. I thought it was going to feel a lot closer. Like I thought it was going to be like, oh, that was 15 minutes. But it was only about, yeah, like I think I seriously was like 10 to 12 minutes, somewhere in that range. Very funny. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Everyone always says Fairfield here, and I always think that they're lying because they're in Fairfield. Right. Like, and I'm like, there's no judgment. They're I mean, not. it's awesome in here. Yeah. Um, I might be waving a sword at you right now, yeah. but I'm not going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite food or a favorite meal? Oh, um, favorite food. I love barbecue. I love pasta. Uh, I don't, it's hard. I love all food. I'm just a foodie. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a favorite food. Um, actually now that I'm thinking about it, a really good cooked, um, a really well-made chicken and dumplings. Oh yeah. yeah. Like home oh, that's style. For sure. Yeah. I, it's if, all about the dumplings and the variants of the dumplings. Yeah, exactly. There too. Mm. I, I think that if I had to pick one food, to uh, eat the rest of my life, it would probably be chicken and dumplings. Well, that took my next question, which was, would you yeah. be willing to eat it for the rest of your life? No, I think you're right on that one. I uh, definitely got hit to the chicken and dumplings game in the last couple of years, mm. and I'm like, oh, yeah, if you use different size ones, that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And we're in the middle of soup season right now. Exactly, so perfect yeah. timing. They're really fun to make, too. I don't know oh, if you've ever yeah. made them at home, but it's, I, uh, it's a blast. Yeah, I really haven't, actually. I'm always afraid. You know what? And it's not for lack of skill or desire, but mostly it's for lack of desire to clean up after I'm mm. done making it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't have a lot of counter space, so that's okay, gotcha, yeah. also sort of threatening. I'm like, you know. We, d- we don't have a lot of counter space either, but I Classic still Covington. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Real small kitchens. Right. No one's <laughs> yeah. allowed to have counter space yeah. in Covington for some reason. Um, when you come to the jungle, is there one thing that you're always looking for when you come here? Sauce. I'm always looking for not necessarily even hot sauce, just different. I love condiments. Um, so I'm always just looking for something new. Um, you know, I, I would say like probably, um, like hot chili paste. You guys have a great selection. Yes, we Um, do. Just all sorts of different condiments. I was going to ask you too, is there um, anything that you, or have you found any particular ones lately that you've been loving? Uh, recently, I haven't, hmm, I can't remember the name. I see the, the uh, <laughs> can, it's like in a little glass jar. I see it in my head, but I don't remember what the name was. That's okay. Um, uh, yeah, but. <laughs> Hopefully they're like their marketing person right now. is like, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No names. Yeah, it's no name yeah. uh, chili crisp. It, it was a while bef- since I've, you know, went in and got that. I think it's probably been like two years. There was one so. I uh, saw recently that I love the name of in the brandy called Dude Seriously. And yeah. I think they're semi-local yeah. as well. Yeah, they have, um, they are, I think they're out in um, Oakley. They have, okay. in the Oakley kitchen, he actually has, a, his name's Kai. He actually has a vending machine. Oh, that's um, so cool. And it, it says dude seriously on top of it. And then obviously he has all of his sauces. And then he has like other um, kind of like small batch hot sauces. Amazing. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Connect. Good news. Thanks, Kai. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to uh, get a hold of him so I can. Uh, so hopefully he hears this because I would like to be in his vending machine. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think you should definitely <laughs> yeah. be in his vending <laughs> yeah. machine. Um, what's the strangest thing that you've ever eaten from here? Hmm. I think so. I don't remember 
exactly what how okay sorry <laughs> i'm i'm thinking here um how dare you if i remember correctly it was in the third grade mm-hmm. <laughs> ostrich you guys have ostrich? I believe we do. Okay, I think and maybe that's I don't what, know today. I didn't check the stock, yeah. but I would feel very confident that I, that's. I, I vaguely remember somebody's parents bringing in ostrich from Jungle Gems, but I'm not 100 percent positive on that either. I love it. No, yeah. that sounds yeah. very on brand for us. Exactly. Yeah, it's you guys do have a lot of weird. Oh yeah, things. like uh, yeah. I, I walked by the other day just to look at the uh, international, not international meats, but the different types of meats available. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, here's like some rattlesnake, here's some gator, you know, there's like all yeah. these things. I'm like, those are non-traditional. I'm gonna have to check out that section when I leave here. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fun stuff in there. Well, before we wrap this up, I obviously see you have these very dangerous looking mm-hmm. uh, vials <laughs> on the table. Uh, so I feel like it's my turn to uh, taste some stuff. Huh? Yeah. So we've got four different ones. I will let me take a picture real fast okay. so I can show, share it on social. Yep. One of them is uh, half half gone. <laughs> this has been the one that I've just been taking everywhere to let people try it. But these are awful. So I will. Okay, so I will kind of like walk you yeah, through Yeah, walk me through them. So this one's going to be the mildest. Okay. Um, it's called Kentucky Tane. So that one's definitely the craziest flavor I have. Okay. Um, I try to kind of mimic uh, like a Cincinnati chili, um, it, but I, spicy. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, my, I've been doing um, this shout out to Jimmy uh, here. He'll love this. But we've been trying to incorporate the sniff test into all of my tastings Ooh, too. Okay, yeah. But I instantly get that kind of fall there's like a little bit of sweet there's yeah. a little bit of the heat too yeah. though it almost reminds me a little bit of like indian cuisine okay for lack of a better lack of a better descriptor yeah so that one has it is a little thick okay. um but that one has you might have to like bane it on the yeah, uh, shake table it a bit yeah first. It, it like kind of builds up at the top of the lid sure um but that one has cinnamon in it which where is where you're getting that sweet and then cumin Oh, okay. um, and then it has a higher rate of vinegar um, Here we go. to make it, give it that tame that I, that I named it after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kentucky tame. Here we go. Taste one. Yes, it's kind of like tangy flavor. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. What do you think? And it's like all flavor forward. Yeah. I love that. I very love that. Low, very low spice. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I can, you can definitely get the heat and, and the heat's kind of developing on the back end, which mm. I really like. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have a problem with like the thickness of them sometimes because I mm-hmm. use, a lot of people will use small amount of uh, peppers and a lot of vinegar and water. Mm-hmm. I use my base as peppers. So it's oh. very, you know, it's very thick and kind of chunky almost. Yeah, I was going to say the first thing I tasted, well, tasted in a very relative way here, uh, but was the texture yeah. and that it is almost like, I wouldn't say paste, but like, right. you know, it's almost like. like <laughs> it's been compared to applesauce I was That yeah. was exactly what I was going to yeah. say when I was thinking. I'm like, is that offensive? No. So I have actually heard that a lot. And uh Everyone always tells me, but in a good way. So yeah. I just trust, you know. The, the, no, the flavor on it was yeah. great, too. I, I kind of like that texture. It was, you yeah. know, something I run into with a lot of sauces that I don't end up rebuying is if they're really runny. Yes. And not yeah. that I don't like that. You know, not yeah. that there haven't been some that, that have been delicious. That's just how, like, big hot sauce companies do it. They make it very runny. And 
not that that's a bad thing, but I think it's more natural and organic to have that thickness from the peppers. So this one is uh, my mild heat. It's okay. um, cur- it's, I call it curry jalapeno. Okay. It's um, obviously and that's exactly curry, yeah. what the smell is too. It's yeah. like yeah, curry with like a hint of jalapeno on the back yep, end. Yeah, and then this one also has serrano peppers in it to give it a little bit more heat. So like that goes great with chicken, Indian oh, food, obviously. Man, yeah. That is awesome. I could. I was just thinking. I was like, this would be killer on like a nice grilled piece of chicken. That's yeah. like, oh, just make it sing. It's like, it almost got this. Yeah, I, I don't. Some sort of fruity vibe to it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's really. Yeah. I love that. A lot of people will uh, make like marinades out of that, yeah. oh. or like soak chicken in it for you know hours at a sure. time and oh, let it really? really soak in and yeah. That's good. Okay, I think that one's my favorite so far. Okay. Now, we're what, what was the name of that one again? That one was uh, curry jalapeno. Curry jalapeno. Yeah. Okay. So these next two are um, we're getting into the heat. Okay. Um, so this is where my day goes worse. Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one is smokehouse habanero. And um, you can tell this one's got that <laughs> that neon orange habanero yeah. color. You're like, yeah. oh, these are grown well. So I um, Whew, and it smells like it too. Yeah, Folks, it's pretty hot. <laughs> dearly beloved. <laughs> just get a little drop on there today and i feel like that one might be you know feel a little bit hotter than it's on like the higher end of habanero hot um because again i use a lot more amount of peppers um so it's a lot more fuller of that spice and taste yeah the the scent is straight up habanero that's just flaming hot (laughs) here we go godspeed It's got a really strong, delicious habanero flavor. Mm-hmm. Do you get that smoky, like the smokiness? And that's coming yeah. in now. Yeah. And the, and I'm uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of the heat too. And the heat's high. And I would imagine if you don't have a good tolerance, it would be not fun. Mm-hmm. But I think that's killer. Like that's that really is riding the line between. It, again, the, you said it so eloquently earlier. It is flavor before the fire. You know. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's really good, actually. Now that's one where I was like, oh, I poured too little on my spoon. Give it, put a little bit more on there if you trying, want. <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass myself either, though, because I see one more terrifying-looking yes. bottle on the table. Yeah. So this one is not released yet. Okay. Um, I'm releasing it in November. I can't decide if I want to do a limited run of it okay. or um, make it an actual part of the lineup. Um, but I have the labels made. Basically, I go in next week. I'm going to make a big batch for it, and it'll be out. And uh, maybe Jungle Gems will carry this one, too. Well, let's hope. Um, this one's called Farmer's Revenge. So, oh, this is the yes. Farmer's Revenge? Do yeah. I even actually want to taste this one? No, it's good. It's okay. good. It's hot. Um, I think this is the one where you probably just want a little dab. Yeah. Um, so this one. Ooh, it smells really it good. It has a lot of flavor. It's not just heat. So our slogan's where flavor meets fire. Genius. So, yeah. What am I smelling? Um, so I used, with that one, same with habanero, I used um, a smoke hickory salt. Okay. Yeah. And then some garlic in that. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, and it, I'm thinking now, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's like a smoky garlic scent yeah. that I'm kind of getting. Yeah. And then that one, the peppers that are in there, Carolina Reaper, um, ghost peppers, Trinidad Maruga scorpion, and then um, another one called Naga Viper. And Ooh. they're all super hots. Um yep. So, Godspeed on this one. Yeah, we're really, 
try to take like I'm doing that embarrassing like oh yeah yeah no that's fine <laughs> oh yeah super I can totally Just taste it totally acting like it you know it's not killing you <laughs> yeah well so far the first three are not they are yeah. beautiful this one I'm literally you can see the apprehension I'm sure they can hear it <laughs> <laughs> it's been taste tested by a couple people and um, I've gotten some pretty funny reaction videos yeah so far do you yeah. think that's too much Honestly, I think it'd go up t- uh, to more. I can more. take more? Yeah. Okay. Just I'll to get that flavor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It almost tastes buttery. Really? Okay. I don't know how best to describe mm. it, but like there's like the almost, texture or It's flavor. almost like a rich fattiness and flavor. I don't, huh. I really, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's that heat. <laughs> uh, wow, there it is. Yeah. This one, I Ooh. think, with the heat, uh, it doesn't seem to last too long. It seems okay. to last only a couple minutes. Um, I noticed, I feel like um, number three here, the habanero yeah. one, definitely had the, that was lingering the most out of all of them. Nate, that's killer. That's <laughs> a, that's it. killer too. And I am and I really, I mean, again, I was very honest in my apprehension yeah. and fear beforehand because those are, I've never eaten anything with well, I've had ghost chilies before, but I've not had anything with reapers yeah. or any of the scorpion Which peppers. Which is currently the world's hottest, official hottest pepper That's right crazy. now. Yeah. You know what's really nuts, too, is now having had this, the, the type of heat feels different. Hmm. I don't know yeah. how to describe that either, eloquently at least. Yeah. Is it like warmer? Is that? It's almost like if the other, okay, so whenever I eat spicy foods, it always feels like it kind of lays on my yeah. tongue, okay? This one does not feel like it's laying anywhere. It feels like it's almost like atomized in my mouth. Like, so I'm kind of experiencing it all over. All over the palate. Yeah. Wild. A very interesting sensation I wasn't expecting. I think I know what you mean. I think that I kind of experienced that with that one as well. I imagine a spoonful of that and my sinuses would light up. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) You'll be (laughs) sniffling. Um, So I'm able to do like spoonfuls of that uh, just because I'm, always cooking it so all of the fumes are always getting up in my mouth and up in my nose and obviously making it i'm tasting it to make sure i get that you know the taste that i want so i mean i can it's i can eat some hot stuff without you know i'm pretty immune to it i think you've grown too powerful for both of us (laughs) (laughs) i will say though there are a lot of people out there that can eat way hotter stuff than i could yeah, but they're, you know, can yeah. they or are they just saying that? Yeah, and they true. crying off camera. Technically, anybody can really <laughs> get through. It only lasts a few minutes, you know? Right. If you can get through the initial heat, you're good. That's d- delicious. I am surprised how much I like the last one. Again, really? a moderation for sure. Yeah. Do you eat Taco Bell? <laughs> yes. I'm like, do I want to admit this to the audience? Of oh, course I do. I eat Taco Bell every Yeah, day. exactly. I'm like, um, I'm very familiar with fourth <laughs> meal. <laughs> so... I have been eating um, a beef burrito with that. I've been like just pouring it down the oh middle. Oh my gosh. It is amazing. It just enhances the flavor twofold. That sounds delicious and dangerous. Yeah. I feel like we're both really out here living moss. Living <laughs> <laughs> moss. The Taco Bell way. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, and you, the only thing that can cool it off is like a Baja Blast. Oh, only a Baja Blast. For yeah. whom does the Baja <laughs> Blast? Well, Nate, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And everyone, you can get these at Jungle Gyms now. So look for Farmer Nate's sauces. I wish you the best. I can't wait to see what other things you're going to have cooking up in the future. Please come back anytime you've got something fun you want to share with the world. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Of course. Thanks, Nate. And everyone, you should come out 
to either one of our locations and pick up some of Nate's sauces. It's, again, available in both stores. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Did you hear that again? It's that damn beeping again. Distant, rolling up. I think we all know it's about to get ahem, hilarious in here. Phil, welcome back, baby. Okay, cool. Well, we'll jump in. Let's do the next one. All right, Phil, you're back again. More of these fun jungle, not rumors. These aren't rumors. These are just uh, weird jungle questions. What, what do you got for me today? Okay, so a lot of people ask us how we design departments. And uh, I think we touched on it briefly. We design around A, the person, and B, what we have in the warehouse. And not necessarily in that order. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, now, for the audience's sake, when you say the warehouse, can you, uh, I've finally oh, no, got we, to see I it. can't tell you where that is. Oh, no, 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 not where, but can you just kind of give me oh, what's no. in it? Like, what kind of stuff, like, can I ask that? Uh, top secret. Uh, let's Perfect. see. What's in there right now? Gosh, there's so it's like a museum of jungles oddities though right is that a pretty accurate way of calling well, not it? our oddities because we haven't used them yet our oddities are most of them are on the floor cool um yeah, a lot of this is what we've collected over the years so we collect it put it in these warehouses or outdoor spaces or what have you mm -hmm. in our different facilities and then we say okay we're going to remodel so like right now we're uh we've opened up the front of this fairfield location and we move pet and cookware to the front mm -hmm. so now we remodeled supplements and created the rock table um, more space for all the supplements and more of the uh, trendier type items that fit that world so now we're almost done with the outer area and we're working on international and we're working on the back corner what used to be cookware is going to be more asian and we're like okay let's design this so we got a 3d model and i keep changing the pieces as we talk and yeah you know it looks too boring it looks like a grocery store <laughs> it really you know we have market on our name not grocery store exactly. right yeah so a cut above yeah 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 or or at least an odd sideways cut, maybe yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah we'll go with side sliced on the bias yeah so you know we're looking at it and we're like man how are we going to screw this area up to fit our you know our vibe our feel our you know our energy what fits the customer that's going to be shopping in that area and what doesn't fit that's really going to throw them for a loop right yeah. um on a normal regular basis so we're you know putting all the stuff together and now we're looking at okay what do we have in the warehouses to make this work and that's where we're at with that area and then there's you know it's a domino effect uh you know, once we start doing this area, how do we, it impacts this, how do we move that, this and that. Right. And it also evolves around the people that run those departments or buy for those departments. So their input is very important as well. Um, you know, we, we need dragons, you know, for the Asian air. Every store has them. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's such a regular, I, I go to Kroger for their dragons, <laughs> but not their rocks. I come here for the rocks. Exactly. So, uh, you know, so we're, you know, we, we design around the people, the stuff. We have a lot of stuff. None of it makes sense. You know, we have a lot of foundry pieces that they were the molds to make the foundry pieces back ah. in the day. So when Hamilton... I forget who took it down, but when they took down one of the foundries, we bought all the molds and we oh, stored them. I had and no idea. They're scattered throughout the building as art, if you will. 
and sometimes we use them to make tables or displays. Cheese Shop has quite a few of them at Eastgate. Really? Um, there's a few at the Fairfield. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's um, awesome. I had no idea. guys are talented. Yeah. Uh, up in the event center and some of the breakout rooms, they have a lot of the pieces on the wall from the foundry. Oh. Very, you know, I don't think I've even been in the breakout room, so. You know we have a event center. I did know that, <laughs> yes. So that was, the, I discovered that prior, my first it's a cheese big festival building. Here. If you've yeah. never been here, people, this is a huge building. I mean, I and now, at the time of this recording, I've been here just past two months. Yay! And I know, I know, right? So it means you're stuck with <laughs> you me You found now. the front door. Right, yeah, literally, though. And I definitely have those moments every so often where someone will say, like, just go to this area. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, what area was that? And, oh, yeah, yeah. It's really easy to go there. You just walk through produce, you go up this flight of stairs, you take a right at the, you know, the whatever. It's always something strange. It's like, find the giant Buddha, open, you know, I'm like, what? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's our direction. I yeah. saw the King Kong that was in the uh, old cookware section. Oh, yeah. And I was sitting there. I was like, I wonder where that's going to go now. <laughs> and I'm like, and if it doesn't go anywhere fun, I hope it comes in here. Oh, the one that's up in the cage? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> hanging on the new, it's like, it, it's like hanging on the side yeah, of the building yeah, there. Yeah. It cracked me up. I was like, oh. He's been up there for years. Yeah, I, I seriously, my, my first thought was I was like. And most people can't <laughs> find him. That's your, that's your, uh secret uh, find people yeah where is the monkey yeah well i think <laughs> in the store you and i talked about last time too or the first time you were in which was i became aware of how infrequently i don't look up oh, but yeah. then it turns out that a lot you know it made sense for me with like some of my paralysis i'm usually looking at the floor to make sure i don't trip right but for other people i'm like oh you don't have an excuse what are, what are you not looking up for i've had people <laughs> messaging me telling me like hey thanks for talking about the color coding of the ceiling because it's really been helpful over at eastgate right Crazy. And you went over there, didn't you? I actually haven't been. I'm hoping oh, I'm going to oh, go this oh. Friday. So. Good, good, good. But I'm, yeah. And you'll look up and say, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be very mad at myself. I know it. I know it. The only thing I think I've looked up at is the hot sauce drone <laughs> bomber thing. So talking, you know, when you talk about looking up Fairfield, you know, we just started, started with the small little wooden building and just kept adding on, adding on, adding on. Yeah. And the ceilings are all different angles, all different heights, all different directions. Eastgate has one level ceiling. That that was actually hard for us to deal with. Really? It was very challenging. When we got there and we, you know, when we finally got it all set up and opened, I kept saying, we got to lower the ceiling. And everyone thought I meant chop off the columns and lower oh, yeah. the ceiling. I'm yeah. like, no, your eyesight is going too far. Yeah. So we had to get creative and figure out how to lower the ceiling in different areas um throughout that store that we didn't have that issue here because right the ceiling is such a mess here that <laughs> your eyes stop all right so maybe don't look up too often <laughs> <laughs> not a mess visually you know it's just right. all these crazy angles yeah uh, at fairfield you can't see real and far. now i'm like starting to look and i'm like oh i can even see from like out here in toys versus out where cookwares is and yeah, all that yeah. stuff it's funny yeah, the transition there is uh, because of the snow load, and everyone's like, what in the world? Oh. We didn't tear that section of the building down because we didn't want to have to deal with the snow loading and rebuilding it. So yeah. we just left it. Yeah, smart. <laughs> and then it pops back up, and everyone's like, wow, they created this really? Um, no, we didn't create that. <laughs> that was just what we had to deal with. It's, a, it's, a, it's a not a bug. It's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. that's good. Um, so, yeah, the challenge is, you know, going into a normal environment like Eastgate. Mm-hmm. That was challenging for us. I bet. And it's funny because 
it's very interesting to see, like, for, you know, because I'm getting a lot of, like, customer feedback, right, who are just like, oh, well, I like this store, and I like this, uh, but I oh, like yeah. this one better. And it's it's interesting to see their whys. And people mention at Eastgate, in some regards, they feel like it's a little more traditional and sometimes easier to figure out. Yeah. Which is funny to me because I don't find Fairfield hard to figure out. Finding the secrets is hard. <laughs> but the thing is, like, well, everything else is pretty – like, I look at it like this. If you just follow a straight line through, you'll eventually find what you're looking for. We kind of yeah. got you at Fairfield and yeah. we definitely guide you at Eastgate yeah uh, we learned a lot from this sto Fairfield store absolutely but as a customer this is not an easy shop you got to spend some time figuring us out and then we're going to move it on you right <laughs> and then you got to figure out oh, where the heck did pet department go yeah, right You're like, up front now that's <laughs> yeah. where all of it should and they're be. like up front uh, oh you came in the liquor store yeah and i it, you know what's been funny about that is anytime i've i've had like only like one or two external guests i had uh that people from sin soy foods in this past friday and i was i was telling them but i tell i'm using them as an example sorry mm -hmm. sam but uh <laughs> but I, I usually tell everyone i was like go to the main slash giraffe entrance and it's funny because everyone still hits rhino first. Right. i think it's because it's like the first one that's they the see. first thing they see yeah. and if they're coming driving north right um and I tell people, you know, the main parking parking lot is only relevant to that person. That's for us in the store. We think of the main parking lot because that was our first parking lot. But yeah, it's the main parking lot is really what the customer perceives the main parking lot to be. That's a great point. Um, so we created Rhino and Giraffe, Giraffe with the water scene and Rhino. Yeah. Uh, out by Route Four. I'm telling you, two totally different experiences. Next spring, I better be bathing in the in the water scene. That's that's my goal. <laughs> I told everyone, I was like, "Look, I'm leaving if I can't make that happen. <laughs> I will your, climb that raft. fence." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just do a whole like, uh, yeah, we'll do like a uh, summer cocktail segment out there or something. Pack It'll the be great. Music. Yeah, yeah. I'll be out there <laughs> strumming along, maybe some Jimmy Buffett or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some of the things that you know, the challenges at Eastgate with that ceiling, you know, we built the drone. Uh, we put the fire truck in it, you know, it's different than the fire truck at uh, Fairfield. And then we put different signage in to help with that. But the color coding, like you mentioned, and we're still doing more and more ideas. We put a jeepney in just, you know, a couple months ago. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, and as we stumble across more and more stuff, we keep throwing it up in the air. You know, yeah. we need another dragon over there. That dragon's there, but... She's got to retire at some point, so. It's true, yeah. yeah. She needs a little rest time in her cave with her hoarded gold or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's what dragons are still into, right? Uh -huh. you know, yep. I'm so out of touch. And, uh, you know, at Eastgate, uh, Google has been working with us on a project on the Google map with that. Yeah. So That's right. I know about it's that. It's live. Yes. It, oh, that's right. It is. Yeah. It's still being built. It's not sure. done. But and we're not telling anybody yet, though, right? No. Okay. Uh, no, no. Just why. I'm I sure if they stumble across it. Yeah. They, they will let the, we'll let it happen Oh, that could be another rumor. Yeah. Or yeah, another. exactly. It, it, actually, that would be fun. Uh, hey, why don't you, listening to this, tell us what you think we're doing with Google? That would be fun. GG. Google yeah, girl. Google girl. <laughs> GG runs my life. <laughs> I love her. She's a very sweet voice. Yeah, she's very nice. She never yells at me. Yeah, it's which great. is great. Yeah, incredibly reliable. Even when I make the wrong turn. Yeah. She, she, she just accommodates. Hey, reroute. <laughs> You're going to make a U-turn at about a quarter Stay of a mile. Calm. Right. <laughs> As I'm hitting the dashboard here. <laughs> Thanks again for your time, Phil. We'll see you in a few weeks. Now, go build me a Death Star or something. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much 
for listening to this week's episode and all the other episodes. You should just just constantly be playing them on a loop. Mute it when you're not paying attention. <laughs> Please tell your friends about the show if you're loving it. You know, I know I asked for the reviews at the top of the show, but I really want this to be the biggest podcast in the world. And you know what? I think it can be, but I'm just going to need your help. We got to work together. I said the food's the great uniter. It turns out Apple Podcast reviews might really be the thing. Anyway, next week I've got some fun visitors planned and we're going to talk more beers and other fun things. But of course, shoot me a line if you ever request. Give me a call. Send me a little voicemail. 513-674-6855. And again, that's country code one if you're calling from outside of the country. I know we've got some international listeners Thank you all very much. It actually is really cool. Every time I see a new check mark pop up, I'm like, that is so crazy. And it's so cool. So thank you for that. But on that, I'll see you all in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.